Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Yo, it's Kid Coffee Black. Um, I'm sure most of y'all are music fans. <clears throat> like me, uh, you're always looking for a new sound. Well, if you haven't, you should check out my sleeper section. I have uh, a collective playlist that I've been putting together over the past couple of months. Um, I used to feature the songs at the end of my shows. Uh, for some odd reason, I am no longer able to do that. So for the fourth of Oh man, I can't talk. For the foreseeable future, I will only be putting together the sleeper section playlist. Uh, sorry if this inconveniences anyone, man. Um, it's less musical research for me, <coughs> and more time I can put into my more time I can put into my shows. So, uh, yeah, man, keep fucking with that sleeper section playlist. Let's get into the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's the Kid Coffee Black, wonderful and illustrious host of the Fire in the Kitchen podcast, coming to you daily. Uh, 
Monday through Friday, that is, at uh, usually at 7.30 a.m., but the other night I had it, I had it uh, set to premiere at 7.30 p.m., so, uh, yeah, let's, let's try not to make that mistake again. Um, how y'all doing, though, man? I woke up this morning in good spirits, which usually means that today is going to be tiring and it's going to be trying. So, um, I'm readily prepared. Uh, everything is cool, though, man. Everything is love. Uh, I got a sweet text from my kid this morning thanking me for lunch money. Um, I'm a pretty simple man, so that's enough to get me through the day. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm going to ride this high until fucking about 4.30. Um, well, yeah, man, hopefully everybody's good. Hopefully you had your coffee this morning. Hopefully you've had a, a pretty dope week. It's um, I'm recording this on a Friday. Uh, you'll probably get this on Monday, so happy Monday to you. Um, yeah, man, like I said, hopefully everybody is uh, doing their best, and that's really all I can ask of uh anyone out here, that's all you can ask anybody, is that you do your best and you try your hardest every day, um, yeah, before I get too deep into the show, let me get my shout outs and shit out the way, uh, let's shout out to all of the you, the listeners across the, uh, various DSPs or digital streaming platforms, be it, um, the Spotify app, which is my number one, I listen to most of my music and shows and everything on Spotify, man, they are, um, uh, a wonderful, wonderful, platform for uh all things entertainment um they even have videos sometimes which is kind of weird but whatever um shout out to the apple podcast app apple apple podcast is very very important to the growth and the uh development of this show um i don't really know how their analytics work all i know is if you like if you like my shit like my shit if you uh you know if you would drop some comments down there letting everybody know um that you fuck with me, and if you don't fuck with me, that's cool too. You know, you can comment there that, that too. Um, it all interactions on Apple Podcasts, as far as liking, sharing, and subscribing, go a long way to helping us get to the top of the, the charts, get more people uh, exposed to the show. Um, all of those good things that we want for the future. Um, shout out to all of the listeners across. Um, you know, if you fucking with me on Stitcher, if you fucking with me on Overcast, if you fucking with me on Podcast One, if you're fucking with me on anywhere that you listen to these types of uh, programs, shout out to you. Shout out to anybody who's been listening to this shit since day one, when I first started. Shout out to anybody who's picking this up for the first time, which I doubt I will have very many of. But whatever, man. You know, shout out to you too. Um, shout out to uh, you know, first time, last time, long time listeners. You know, all of that, all like all of the uh the pleasantries and the niceties that I usually fit in here. Everything today, uh for some odd reason, don't want to come out. So uh yeah. Um like I said, man, how how are things? Um recently, man, I've been watching a lot of serialized television. Uh be it uh the Sopranos or uh Hajime de Ipo or uh lately I've been watching watching Watchmen. Uh, that's a lot to say. Um, if you're not familiar with the Watchmen, is or you're not not familiar, you're not familiar with um, the Watchmen movie or the comic book series, um, it is a it's a mystery, man. It's just <laughs> it's a lot to take in. So um, the original Watchmen comic was set in the 1980s the mid-1980s to be exact in the time 
uh, in a in a alternate timeline or alternate history from our own. Um, at the time, Richard Nixon had been president for um, going on his third term. You know, in this for some odd reason in this world, you can you can be president for for you know twenty years. You know, so and through the course of that. Uh, a lot of things changed. There were no civil rights movement because there were superheroes to stop people from uh, protesting and, and things of that nature. Um, along the way, uh, things changed. Um, there, there, <laughs> there came this man by the name of Ozymandias who decided that the world wasn't going the way he wanted it to, so he was going to do something to change that. And he set upon... <clears throat> uh, using the world's superpowers against one another. And uh, eventually he staged a catastrophic, catastrophic event in New York City that took the world, took a hold of the world and, and got everybody's attention. Um, it, it's, a, it's a very, very long and detailed and political story about cover-ups and corruption and murder and politics, man, and um, it's one of the seminal works of literature, <clears throat> you know, of the past thirty years. If you um, if you've never read the Rock Watchmen comic, I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, but anyway, there, that that comic went on to spawn a movie uh, inspired by the original work and a a TV series. That is a continuation of said comic book work. And in this TV series, it's set in the, um, the town of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma is famous for um, its 1920 race massacre. <clears throat> where uh, the lives of 300 African Americans were taken. You know, simply because they had a, a, a thriving business network. and um, in a in a predominantly white town. Um, this is all real. Uh, the the uh, I know I'm speaking about a, a fictional TV show, but uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre was a real thing, a very real event. And um, you know, for me, for me being a historian and me being somewhat of a uh, a revolutionary of sorts. Um, this scene was extremely powerful, man, because you, you, you seen the desperation in the lives and you seen the desperation in the eyes of these people. You felt for them, even though it was a TV show, you understand that this was a very real event. And, um, within the show, there is a family and a little boy who are making their way down black wall street. And, uh, you know, I guess they meet up with family who had a car and they were on their way out of town <clears throat> when the car was hit by meteor fire. So, um, yeah, things blew up, man. It, it, uh, <laughs> it was very powerful, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it, uh, it shocked me. It, it drew me in and, uh, it hooked me. <clears throat> I am uh, officially hooked on this show. I, 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 <laughs> I've watched every episode so far. I've watched multiple videos on the background and the conspiracy that goes into this show because it's gotten deep, man. It's and it and and it it plays on my emotions as 
uh, not only a black man, but only a, a, also as a, a concerned citizen and, and someone who is concerned for the future and the well-being of my child, you know, uh, who will inherit this country. You see, the premise of the show is um, who watches the watchmen, meaning who polices the police. You know, in this show, um, they live in a town where at one point in time, <coughs> a white supremacist, white supremacist organization uh, by the name of the 7th Cavalry came in and on one night killed um, 96% of the police force. Simply by knowing their names and where they lived, they came in and they murdered their families. There were maybe three survivors. In the show, I should say. And uh, you come to find out, spoiler alert, that um, the chief of police is a closeted, actually, and, and it's actually closeted. He has a, a secret compartment in his dressing room. Um, he's a closeted Klansman. He, he is a member of the 7th Cavalry. And uh, the main character of the show, Angela, a.k.a. Sister Knight, um, she looked up to this man. He was her mentor. And it just it just goes into play that um, the people that we put our trust in sometimes cannot be trusted. The people who are um, sometimes sworn to protect us are uh, evil and deceitful men. Uh, our chosen leaders are sometimes despicable. And this show is all about uh, uncovering their, their, their bullshit and their lies and, and uh, how all of these institutions you know, play upon and prey upon one another and us for that matter. See, cause uh you learn later on in the show that uh the senator, a senator assigned to the district, um <laughs> a, a, a local boy, if you will, um, he's a member of the seventh cavalry. You see this corruption goes all the way to the top, man. You know. And it's it's just uh it's funny how um I don't know this this parallels can be drawn to our real world. The question of security, the question of uh trusting quote unquote authority. Who watches the watchman? You know, who is who is taking out the time to reform and chastise and reprimand these these so-called uh leaders in the show um legislation was passed that allowed uh police officers to conceal their identities they now <coughs> they will now wear yellow masks go lay down <coughs> go Now you wear yellow masks to conceal their identities. Um, 
just so the that uh the white knight massacre would never take place again. However, it's all a ruse, man. It's all it's all bullshit. You know, the feds come in, they know exactly who you are. That actually happens. You know, at the uh the the FBI sends in uh their vigilante catcher because at some point in the timeline it became illegal to be a superhero. You know, vigilante just is always outlawed, but it, it is illegal to uh be a practicing superhero in this in this universe. So the idea that the, the cops wear masks is a contradiction. In the show, they say that vigilanteism is a part of mob justice. And mob justice is what um, empowered and emboldened the Klan and the 7th Cavalry. So, in this show, they are equating costumed vigilantes to white supremacist gangs. People who take the law into their own hands and they skip through process. That's very, uh, very, very, very powerful. Um, it's very powerful imagery in a cu- in a culture, in a country that's obsessed with superheroes, and also obsessed with justice or blind justice. It's also very, uh, very bold statement to. To say that most costume vigilantes could be secretly uh, undercover uh, white supremacists. It's uh, uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting parallel dealing with the history that we have in this country with lynchings, groups of uh, large groups of white men entering the homes of. African Americans stringing them up by a tree and putting them on trial themselves instead of, you know, regulating their justice to the court system. Me being a huge comic book fan, that was a um, that was a big blow for me. Because it's true, it makes sense. It's it's Vigilante justice. They're not. <laughs> there is no. There's no justice system there. We send out a guy who has, quote unquote, supreme authority. I'm, t- I'm talking comic books now. Uh, uh, to rule over a, some, a, a population of people, where he says, whatever, whatever he says is law. idea of Batman uh, uh, a member of the 1% an affluent white male donning a costume and coming into a neighborhood 9 times out of 10 a neighborhood that I would live in or a neighborhood where there would be people who look like me and policing scares the fuck out of me now that I think about it 
his rules are being enforced in a community he does not live in. So he doesn't understand the politics of this community. I don't know. It's just some, something to think about. Something I thought about. Um, you know, it just really threw me for a loop. You know, just thinking about <laughs> the way superheroes would handle crime in, in certain neighborhoods. Because if the police don't understand this, then these men in costumes definitely wouldn't. <clears throat> That's a real mind fuck right there, man. And it's a. Uh, I say I say it all the time, man. I uh, I try to only consume thoughtful media. Or 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 things that are based upon subject matters that I enjoy, like combat sports, history, <laughs> and comic books, for that matter. So, um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to continue to watch this show because it, uh, it plays to all of my needs. There's some conspiracy. There's some comic books. There's some politics. There's some murder. There's some science fiction. Like it's it's all there for me. And I, I I'll be back on here to tell you about it. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Fire in the Kitchen podcast. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's next with this shit, but I'm 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 on the edge of my seat, man. I'm on the edge of my seat. The way the the, the way the first episode ended, we're five we're five episodes in. So, the way the first episode ended, I knew that this show was headed in a direction that I would enjoy, and uh, it ended very tragically. So I don't know if that says something about my brain, but um. <laughs> I'm I'm coming back, man. I'm coming back from war. I'm 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 hook, line, and sinker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like I said, shout out to uh, Nikki and Phil for raising the legend. Um, fire in the kitchen podcast, dog. Uh, if you fuck with us, I fuck with you, and if you don't, go fuck yourself. <clears throat>